What is up today, guys? It's Dave with Aquarium Express. And today, let's ask the question. Do you guys quarantine? And I'm talking quarantine your fish and your corals. Um, it's honestly a really good idea to quarantine everything that goes into your tank. I don't care what it is. Um, I'm more relaxed when it comes to inverts. Estrellas, stuff like that. I have talked to a couple people that swear they bought like Estrellas and then their fish got ick and they think the ick came from the snails. So, I mean, I've never had that issue. Um, but, you know, weird stuff happens all the time. Um, so, at the end of the day, if you, unless you're like, you know your local fish store really, really well. And you know for a fact they quarantine, they quarantine well, they quarantine with copper, um, and they're properly quarantined, then, you know, this episode probably isn't for you. Um, and if you have an LFS, which local fish store, if you don't know, if you have a local fish store that is like that, and they quarantine very well, then you should count your blessings. Because that, I wouldn't say it's far and few between. But, you know, it's, it's a good thing to have. Sorry, I had to take a nice little shot of coffee right there. Um, you know, you count your blessings, especially if you have, like, a good local little fish store that does salt water. Because, I mean, I remember, what, like, seven years ago. There was probably three in the area where I'm at. Um, it was Malik's. Treasure from the Sea, and uh, Zootopia. And for you that are around the area, you'll know what I'm talking about. And, you know, unfortunately, the only pet stores we have now are Petco and PetSmart, which, yay. Um, not all Petcos are bad. Um, there's some, like... I've gotten to know a good bit of people at the pet, uh, Petco's around me. And there's some really good knowledge that the guys that are in there that are heads of the saltwater department, some really good knowledge in there. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, from what they tell me, they're not getting paid a very lot for the amount of knowledge they have, which I understand. But, you know, if you have a local fish store that's not a Petco... You know, and they're good. Count your blessings because that's awesome. I mean, it, it's sad because it really, I think it hurts the hobby more than anything because you don't have those tanks that, you know, a family can go in and look at and get inspired to get a tank. Um, now, we, that's what local fish clubs are about and all that, but you're not really going to find that unless you're looking for it. Like, I mean, say a family goes out and they're at a local pet store and they have like an awesome saltwater display and they walk in there like, wow, I want that. That's awesome. You know, they're not going to really, they don't know they want it until they look at it. But we're getting off traffic, off track, off topic. There we go. If I could talk. English is hard, which it is. Um, grammar, at least. But. So, at the end of the day, quarantine corals and fish. 
Um, corals, I'm going to divide it and I'm going to start with corals. <clears throat> so I dip corals from anyone. I don't care who it is. I dip them from anyone. Um, I even tell people that buy corals from me. I know there's nothing wrong with it, but you should just get in the groove of dipping everything that goes into your tank per coral wise. Don't want to dip certain things. So <clears throat> some things that cannot be dipped. Echinadas, which is an SPS. Every time I've dipped one of those, they have completely bleached out. So, and I've talked to multiple SPS gurus, and they say the same thing. Don't dip SPS Echinadas. Not the LPS. SPS Echinada. Um, <clears throat> other than that, yeah, dip everything. I, I've had very good luck with Coral RX. Um, Revive. I like them both. Um, those are really the two main ones that I go for. And... You know, just because you don't know what hitchhiker or what could be on there. Like, importing, like I do, there's a lot of stuff that can be on there. <clears throat> like, flatworms, you know, nudibranchs, uh, you know, you name it, it can be on there. So that's why everything gets dipped. <clears throat> now, you're not going to have all that stuff coming from another hobbyist tank or an LFS, but always inspect it. Cause I mean, once you get an infestation of, you know, say flatworms, it's a pain to get out. So that's why I would recommend, absolutely recommend having like a, <clears throat> a nice little quarantine system that you could put your corals in for like a week or something like that, just to make sure dip put in there for a week. And then, <clears throat> And really, you know, keep an eye on them. Because, trust me, once you put that into your system, say, you know, one of the euphilia gets nicked. You know, it scrapes against something while getting bagged. And you put it into your tank and it gets brown jelly. Well, you could have that brown jelly spread to everything in the tank. And trust me, brown jelly sucks. Like, hardcore. And it moves fast. So... I mean, just quarantining is just a good idea. And then when it comes to fish, please, I can't tell you how many people have learned the lesson of not quarantining. I mean, just quarantine them in Cooper Mean or Straight Copper, Prazzy Pro, whatever. Quarantine them in something for at least, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to hit it hard. I'm going to say four weeks minimum. I quarantine all my fish four to six weeks. Um, and you can get them on a nice diet. I mean, I like to soak their food in Vitacam and Celcon just to really, really boost their immune system and get them as healthy as I possibly can. It's just a good habit to get into because, I mean, the amount of diseases you can put into a tank, amount of pests... <clears throat> It's just insane. I mean, it really is. Because you could get ick. You could get velvet. Velvet's nasty. And just, you know, make sure you trust who you're getting your fish from. 
I mean, if you order offline, you know, it's kind of shoot and miss or, you know, get lucky. Um, there's some really good vendors out there. But I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the one that's in New Jersey. I think it's CT Aquatics or something like that. I might be wrong on that, but I know their fish are like stupid quarantined. Like, and they have some of the healthiest stuff out there. So, always just a good idea. And, you know, it always works this way. It always works that when you, you know, you're like, you look at the fish and you're like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to throw it right in. It'll be good. That's the time where it's going to have ick. It, it never fails. It always happens like that. I, every time I've skipped it and go, oh, I don't want to wait. I'm just going to throw it right in. Bam. <laughs> that's when there's ick. Or, you know, something like that. And it sucks because you're like, okay, well, I thought it was going to be good. Now you got ick in the system and you got to deal with that. And if anyone knows, kill ick. There's a couple different ways to kill ick. <clears throat> I mean, you can let your t- pull all the fish out, let your tank fallow, which means nothing in the tank except anything fish related gets taken out. And let it just sit for, I think it's... I think it's a month. Actually, no. I think it's about six months. Um, regardless, yeah, you let it sit fallow, and then it eventually dies off. And when it's fallow, you want to raise the temperature to above eighty-one. Uh, I usually do like eighty-three, and it makes the ick's life cycle. It speeds it up, so they live, die faster. So you can eliminate them that way. Um, I have had customers who had good luck with putting UV sterilizers because it would be in the water column. So it would flow in there. Boom. would get zapped by the UV sterilizer. Um, Herb Tana. I love Herb Tana. It's a natural, natural medicine. It is awesome. It truly is. I have always had really good luck with it. It's invert safe, coral safe, all that good stuff. Um, Just overall, really good product. But, you know, at the end of the day, you want to avoid having any diseases or anything in your tank as much as humanly possible. Because it's just a pain. Especially when it's an established tank. Because, you know, you put a fish in, it gets sick. Everything's infected then. So, you got to start from square one, and you got to pull them all out. And 99% of the time, when you're pulling fish out of an established reef, you're going to mess up the entire tank. Like, you're going to tear the entire tank apart trying to get that fish, or those fishes. So, just take my word for it. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Um... Again, I wouldn't really worry about the inverts too much. I've never had an issue. Like I said, there's people that say they've gotten weird stuff from the inverts or it started after they put the inverts in there. So, I mean, that's going to be kind of up to your experience. Um, I'm curious. I'd really like to know, like, how many people have had that happen because, you know, it kind of makes sense. But at the end of the day, 
And then, so when you're quarantining, there is, it's called hyposalinity. And what you do is you keep your salinity at 0.018. You keep it way down. Now, this is not for your tank. Like, this is if you have a quarantine system set up for only quarantine. Because if you do that, your corals are going to be crazy pissed off. So, you keep it at hyposalinity, 0 0.018, 0 0.017, right around there. Put the temperature up to probably 81, a little warmer. And then have copper in the system. And 99% of the time, that does pretty well for me. Um... There's, I feed them also, it's a pellet that kills intestinal parasites because you do still have to worry about that because that will show up if you're, if you're tang or whatever, if your fish eats like crazy, but they're still skinny, like obviously skinny, you know, you're seeing a rib cage, then they probably have an internal parasite. Um, there was an interesting one. I had a client who got a, an angelfish and it had a fluke on its eye. That was gross. He did a freshwater dip on it and you actually saw the fluke come out of its eye. Like disgusting. Um, definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh, that was gross. I'm not good with that kind of stuff. No, not at all. But again, make sure you quarantine. We'll go over it real quick. Quarantine your fish, minimum four to six weeks in copper or cupramine. Hyposalinity, so 0 0.018 to 0 0.017. Raise temperature up to about 81. And that is what I would do for the fish. And also feed some kind of internal parasite food that has medication in it that would kill them. Kill the internal parasite. <clears throat> Coral. Quarantine, I'd say, for like a week. When you first get it, dip it. Coral RX, revive some kind of coral dip. Um, and then you could dip it in an iodine dip, which would help. Or add iodine to your system. Iodine helps a lot with coral regeneration. So like when you frag something, I stated this in my last episode about fragging and how to grow coral. <clears throat> iodine for me, I do know there's people that argue that it doesn't, but every time I dose iodine in my tank, I see coral recover faster, look better, better regeneration, better just flesh extended more, polyps extended more, overall good things. So at the end of the day, I would recommend that also. But yeah, just make sure you're quarantining. You can't ever be too careful. But all right, guys, that's it for today. That was a nice little quarantine tip. If you guys got some ideas of what you want to hear or something like that, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, or you can look me up on my website, which is aquariumexpress.com, and you can actually find my phone number on there and reach out to me directly. All right, guys, happy reefing, and have a good week.